Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Wednesday, June 28th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. But where in the world is Rob Kendall? Oh, kids, it is going to be a juicy, juicy show today. You have no idea. So many cats are coming out of the bag today. You're not going to want to miss a single second. So last night at 1026, I got the text and it said, I think her water just broke. And I replied and said, really? And he said, Why would I lie about that? And we have been going back and forth uh, all morning long. So Rob Kendall is out today as his wife is having a baby. I know, it's so exciting, baby. We're bringing a baby into the world. We're having a baby today. And by we, I mean them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm cheerleading from the bench. But uh, that laughter that you hear, that is Jim Roberts. And uh, well, at 11 o'clock, we decided, yeah, dude, you're coming to work with me today. Good morning, Casey. Good morning, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks for having me in this morning, guys. And congratulations, obviously, to Rob and his wife and and uh, and baby Kendall on the way. How exciting. Yeah, I know. And uh, prayers to them that everything goes smoothly and, uh, well, G doesn't have to go through a whole lot of pain today. We know there's going to be some, but uh, not as much pain as we might be going through doing this together. So here's one of the cats that's coming out of the bag. The dude is uh, the guy that I live with full time and Jim and I what was it 25 years ago 20 25 30 30 years ago we did a morning show together in Lansing Michigan and it was awful that is, uh, <laughs> you're really selling it, aren't you, this morning? It was terrible. It was Nobody liked it. So, so 30 bad. years later, we're going to try it again and we're, see what happens. We're going to try it again and see what happens. But uh, he, he does have a, a broadcasting uh, background as well. 30 years in the industry for a very long time. Ran uh, as vice president, ran radio stations and TV stations in South Bend, Indiana. And we used to compete against each other for a very long time outside of the home. Sometimes we would compete inside the home as well. It is nine minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey. Let's get down to business. So uh, we've got this internal revenue service whistleblower. He came forward. This follows what Republicans have called a discriminately light plea deal for Hunter Biden. Of course, this is all part of a larger investigation into foreign business dealings. Uh, The whistleblower testimony laid out potential government corruption. Gary Shapley, he has been talking... He said that he wasn't allowed to take steps to go against Hunter Biden. And now we have this next whistleblower. He's just going by the name of Mr. X. And he is the second IRS whistleblower. And he claims that the special prosecutor Weiss has stopped uh, them from prosecuting Hunter. And when Fox broke the news, this is what it sounded like. 
Well, breaking another whistleblower is sounding the alarm in the Hunter Biden tax probe, claiming U.S. Attorney David Weiss was not making decisions and was not really in charge. That validates what we have already heard from Gary Shapley, the whistleblower who has gone public. David Spunt is live at the Justice Department with the latest. David, what do we know about this second whistleblower? Trace, not much. We just know his name is Mr. X. Of course, it's not his real name, but he wants to be anonymous. He told congressional staff last month he became emotional after seeing the way that this probe was handled from the beginning. Mr. X worked under the more publicized whistleblower Gary Shapley. and a letter released last week, mixed, Mr. X says it was clear to him that Trump appointed U.S. Attorney David Weiss was not running the probe. Okay, well, so somebody's lying here. You've got uh, Weiss saying that, no, he's not running the probe. And then now you've got these whistleblowers and they're saying it, it didn't go down like that at all. Big surprise. Somebody from the Biden administration is lying. You know, we've got two whistleblowers now coming out from the IRS. We've got, you know, the sweetheart deal that Hunter Biden, you know, kept him out of jail. Slap on the wrist. We've got, you know, Joe Biden saying openly that he's been selling state secrets. This is just uh, and it seems like. Nobody is really paying attention. What is so interesting about this is this was all written up in a huge New York Times article. It was 21 paragraphs into the article Mm -hmm. before they even mentioned this second whistleblower. Yeah. So the DOJ tipping things in favor of the Bidens and Representative Byron Donalds. He's from the House Oversight Committee and he just flames them. And here he lays out all the misgivings from Hunter and Joe. We've already proven that the Biden family set up multiple accounts, multiple LLCs to funnel money through, to conceal money. You got Hunter Biden pleading uh, pleading guilty to a, a, a misdemeanor tax evasion issue, two of them, when the reality is most Americans would actually be charged with felony counts of tax evasion. You have the, you have the WhatsApp conversation where Hunter Biden is saying, I'm sitting next to my daddy and we want our money, Henry Zhao. You better give it up. You have the confidential FBI. FBI informant who's basically saying that Joe Biden took $5 million from Burisma to shut down the prosecutor in Ukraine. And oh, by the way, Joe Biden brags that he shut down the prosecutor in Ukraine. And then you have, the, 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 in my view, the final thing. Every member of the Biden family is getting money. There is accounts all over the place. There's money going all over the place. They're so uh, but there's talented, much to do though. about nothing. Come on. Congressman, they have so much, they have wide experience in the business world, you know, mergers and acquisitions, taking companies public. They're so brilliant that, I mean, people would pay for their expertise millions because they're (laughs) more brilliant than any law firm or any. They would pay millions, and they have paid millions. (laughs) Millions of dollars. Yeah. So the White House spokesperson, now this is not uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. The deputy was filling in. Her name is Olivia Dalton. And she was asked about this. She's just dodging questions on whether the attorney general obstructed justice, whether he committed perjury by interfering with the Hunter Biden probe. And, of course, she didn't want to answer that. And here's the interesting thing. Before she was asked, asked this question. She was asked about the time when Obama told Biden, you don't have to do this, meaning you don't have to run for president. Do you remember hearing about that years ago before Biden ran for president? Obama pulled him aside and said, you don't have to do this, Joe. And the deputy White House press secretary was asked about that. And what do you think her answer was? Yeah. Deflect? Yeah. Silence? Exactly. That's what it was. She said, no, we're moving on here. 
Um, I've got a quick question about the lunch and then a couple follow-ups from last week. About the lunch, uh, President Obama reportedly told President Biden ahead of 2020, quote, you don't have to do this, Joe, you really don't. Uh, can you say if a similar message was shared today? I can't, and I don't know what you're referring to. Um, regarding whether he should continue to serve in public life. I, I don't know what you're referring to, and I don't have any comment on it. And the follow-ups on last week. Um, does the White House believe Attorney General Garland committed uh, perjury when he testified under oath that Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss could bring charges outside of his district? I don't have any comment on this. And, Anita, uh, go ahead. In 10 days of, Stephen, I'm uh, moving on. Anita? No comment. No comment. What's the point of having a press secretary? Look, Biden couldn't help himself but to run for president. He's always wanted to be president. They talked him out of it when it was Hillary. Mm -hmm. Remember when Hillary was going to run, Biden was thinking about running and Obama said, you know, let's not do it. And then so finally, Trump comes into office four years later. Bernie Sanders is leading Mm-hmm. During the Democratic primaries, the Democrats didn't want that. And so they, yeah, I'm sure they had to drag Joe out. No, of course not. Joe was happy to come on in. Biden was happy to come on in and run for president. Well, sure point. he was because he saw a direct funnel for money. Ex- more influence. Right, exactly. More power. More money. So he's sending yet another security assistance package to Ukraine. This time, it's $500 million. So what's going on over there? His sugar baby, Zelensky, just canceled the 24 elections in Ukraine and said he will remain. So Zelensky is going to remain president until the war is over. And he emphasized that according to the Ukrainian constitution, no elections could be held in the country while martial law remains in effect. Well, who do you think declares martial law? The same guy who's saying that he's going to remain in power while there is martial law. And I think we're going to touch on this later, but Tucker did a great job on this last night on Twitter. You know, the narrative has always been that Ukraine is this bastion of democracy and freedom and fighting the oppressive Russia and and the evils of the world for truth, justice and, and the American way. Ukraine is never been like that. They've always been a bad actor. They've always been full of democratic suppression and corruption. And I I guess, you know, the the bright side in all of this is, you know, we've gone from, you know, fighting our own disastrous wars like Iraq in 2003 to fighting them via proxy wars now with uh, with Ukraine and Zelensky. And and funding them. And well, I mean, and that's what we're doing is, is funding them. Is that slightly better than what we did in 2003 in Iraq when we were actually the ones fighting them? Yes, I guess I'm trying to look on the bright side of this here and say that we've made some sort of improvement, but but the idea that Ukraine is is this you know place of freedom where everything is you know roses and butterflies is completely ridiculous. They've always been corrupt and they've always been like this. So Zelensky declaring martial law and, and or rather you know, you know not allowing elections to take place is 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 no surprise and is part of their track record. So how do you think the United States responds to an anti-democratic act? Oh, well, give them some more money. Give, hey, uh, hey what, what, you do you, what do you need, guys? Hey, government love. There's government believes there's nothing that money can't fix. Yeah. OK, so here's the White House press secretary making this announcement that we're sending another five hundred million dollars to Ukraine. I want you to notice a couple things. First, how she calls it the Biden Harris administration. This is new. Normally it's the Biden administration, but now we're we're making it the Biden Harris administration, getting you used to the name Harris when we're referring to them, but also just how bad of a read is this from the deputy White House press secretary? 
I just have one piece of brief news at the top before we get to questions. Um, today, the Biden-Harris administration is announcing a new security assistance package for Ukraine as we continue to stand with the people of Ukraine as they defend themselves from Russia's brutal invasion. This package includes key capabilities that will support Ukraine's counteroffensive operations, such as mine clearing equipment, armored vehicles, and artillery rounds. All right. That's so, a great catch. I wouldn't have picked up on that because she just kind of slid it in there like, oh, we've always been calling it the Biden-Harris administration. Nothing to see here. Yeah, no, it's just a little rebranding. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob sent me a text. We're just, uh, we just went to the hospital. Checking in now. We'll keep you updated <laughs> as we get more information on baby Kendall's arrival. It is 93 WIBC. Good morning. 23 minutes after nine, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. Rob Kendall is out today. His wife is going into labor, so they're having a baby today. And in his place, filling in, so nice of you, is Jim Roberts. The, the dude's here. Uh, let's talk about pickleball. Uh, I've never played pickleball. I'm pretty sure you've never played pickleball. Never, never played Unless pickleball. you were doing that on the side without telling me. I have a secret pickleball league that I'm involved in every <laughs> Tuesday night. No, no. <laughs> he I've never forgot pl- his racket again. I've never played pickleball. I don't know much about pickleball other than it looks a lot like tennis. Okay, so this is America's fastest growing sport. Uh, but it's taking its toll on on the players, their wrists, their legs, their shoulders. It is costing Americans $377 million in healthcare costs just this year. It accounts for five to 10% of total unexpected medical costs. Pickleball. Pickleball. Pickleball is accounting for five to 10% of not just sports related injuries, but all unexpected medical costs. Exactly. Our boss, David Wood, well, my boss, he's not your boss. You're working for free today but uh my boss he's actually going to physical therapy because of pickleball he is way into it but what's the difference here between pickleball and tennis is there much kevin do you know do you play pickleball i i've played it before and actually more recently i was playing with my brother and his uh, girlfriend Mm -hmm. and this older woman came up and asked if she could play and um so we played a game with her and she pretty much we did doubles and she pretty much just stood there the whole time, and she was dominating. Because all she ever had to <laughs> wait, do. Wait, wait, wait! How, how old was she? I would say she was um, probably early sixties, okay, or maybe mid sixties. And she was dominating by just standing there. That's yeah. got to be Elon Musk's take when he's in that cage match with Zuckerberg. I'm just going to stand, stand there here and dominate over but, Musk. How do you dominate by not moving? Well, she. So since we were doing doubles, she didn't have to move around too much. But whenever the ball would just come into her general direction, she would just swing at it. Okay. And, but, <laughs> that's I, I, it, that sounds like my type of sport. Just but, stand there, don't do much, swing at it. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of older people do it is because they can get a partner and play doubles and mm-hmm. they don't have to move around too much. This is my kind of sport, too. Okay, so how like it, it looks just like tennis, but what's the difference? Help me understand that a little bit. I think the only difference is just the... Uh, the racket? The, well, the rackets, it's like these little wood paddles, and you mm-hmm. play with a wiffle ball. Like a ping pong paddle? Um, kind of like a large ping pong bat, uh, paddle in a way. 
All right. Um, but yeah, also the courts are smaller. Okay. That's that's why you don't have to move around as much. Smaller, smaller space. Court. Yeah. So from 2010 to 2019, 86% of emergency department visits due to pickleball injuries occurred in people over 60 years old. So he's on to something. But it's interesting that we've got all of these medical costs that include sprains, strains, fractures, abrasions, contusions, uh, for you know this sport that is just emerging now and a lot of people who played tennis are getting upset at the pickleball players because they're taking all their courts like getting court time is becoming difficult and i've even read that a lot of malls are going to start using their space for pickleball that sounds like the, the most ridiculous fight ever tennis Fans mm-hmm. and pickleball fans arguing over court time. Yeah, because oh. the tennis players still have their own courts, but don't yeah. they have to reline well, them? And yeah, everything? but they're. I think. I think what they're doing is they're taking a lot of existing tennis courts and, and re- reconstructing oh, them, and I so there's it. fewer tennis courts out there. Right, they're converting them. They're converting them into pickleball courts. Yeah, exactly. Where does the word pickle come from? Is that part of the game? Yeah, is, I, is that like in te- in golf and you yell four? You yell pickle. Yell pickle. No, I don't. I don't understand why it is called pickleball. <laughs> it's kind of a strange either. name. Well, they estimate that sixty-seven thousand emergency room visits are going to happen because of pickleball injuries this year. So if you're playing the pickleball, I guess be careful. Warm up, stretch, Warm up, stretch. <laughs> do all the things that you need to do to be a proper pickleball player. Or just player. be like uh, Kevin's sixty-five-year-old uh, competitor and just stand there and, and dominate. And, and just stand there and dominate. Yeah, she has it figured out. Yeah, exactly. It's 927. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 933. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall is uh, at the hospital right now. His wife has gone into labor and uh, they're having a baby today. Well, maybe today. We don't know for sure. That's up to the baby. But uh, they are there in the process. So congratulations to them. And of course, we're sending them all of our good thoughts. And uh, I... uh, when I got the text last night at uh, 1026, around 11, we talked to the boss and, you know, we just said, hey, dude, come in and work with me today. So Jim Roberts is joining me in the studio today. Thank you for coming in. Good morning. Glad I wanted, to be here. Yeah. I wanted to mention, as uh, you probably noticed on your way out and about this morning, the air quality is awful. It is uh, one of the worst in the world, not just the country, but the entire world. I saw a graph. Matt Bear and I were talking about this. It ranks Dubai, Indianapolis, and then Shanghai, China for poor air quality. For today. For today. Well, and I mean, it's so. You, I mean, you can smell it when you walk out. You almost yeah. feel like I can taste it when yeah. I walk outside. It's like when you go to the campfire and you go inside and your clothes smell like the campfire that you've been sitting around. It's kind of got that ashy smell to it. So they're Ish. advising against uh, doing a lot of <laughs> exercising outside today, which is weird. Normally you'd say, get out there and move. Nope. But, but stay today, inside. Today, uh, stay inside. Sure. Um, let's talk about what's going on with Donald Trump. Okay, so he has dismissed the leaked audio of him. You know, it's that audio that came out on, was it Monday? CNN leaked that audio and he's discussing strategies uh, about a potential attack on Iran. He's saying it's just another hoax. And he was in, I believe it was in New Hampshire last night and he had a few comments about that leaked audio. 
And I said it very clearly. I had a whole desk full of lots of papers and mostly newspaper articles, copies of magazines, copies of different plans, copies of stories having to do with many, many subjects. And what was said was absolutely fine and very, very perfectly. We did nothing wrong. This is a whole hoax. This is just like the Russia, Russia, Russia deal. This is like the fake dossier. The dossier was a fake. It's all been a big fake. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. We went through these things ad nauseum. And this is seven years of this stuff. And now this one. And the one who's done it wrong is Biden. He has 850 boxes all over the place. Nobody even knows where they are. He's got many boxes in Chinatown, D.C. What are they doing there? And he's accepting money from China. He's got boxes all over the place. I'm covered by the Presidential Records Act. I'm covered also by the Clinton Sox case. It's a very important case. It's law. And we did absolutely nothing wrong. This is just another hoax. It's called, uh, I would say, election interference more than anything else. It's a disgrace that they can do it. Next question. But everything was fine. We did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. Deny, 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 and deflect. It came out this morning, like right before we came on the air. He said it was he was referring to plans for a new golf course that were top secret. Is that what what, it was? That's what he was talking about. He's pulling a shaggy. You talking about shaggy? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Well, and that's the thing because it was audio. You can't see what documents he was holding. I mean, it it could have been just could have been anything. Any piece of paper. It could have been a a newspaper (laughs) because people still have those anymore. His lunch order. Right. It could have been. You never know. It could have been a menu. Um, But is this just another distraction to take the focus off of Biden? I mean, why wouldn't it be right? Well, I I, I mean, Trump loves to be in the news cycle, doesn't he? So Mm -hmm. it's another opportunity for him to be able to speak and talk about all these sorts of things and then deflect and talk about how Biden is so awful and he would have ended the war in Ukraine in 24 hours and all the other things. He loves to be in the media. He loves to be in the news cycle and and I'm sure he doesn't see this as a negative. This is not bad for him. Trump views this as good. Well, you know what? It's interesting you say that because Kevin McCarthy came out and said that Trump is stronger now than he was in 2016. And maybe to the point, people are viewing this, hey, you're going to attack Trump. You got to do the same thing to Hillary. You got to do the same thing to Biden. You got to do the same thing to Pence. They all had documents. Why are we not investigating all of that? And who would have thought that that would have been possible? When Trump left office, Trump leaves office. The whole thing with January 6th happens. He was impeached twice at the lowest point of his approval rating and career. And that was just two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And now here we are later. And Kevin McCarthy's probably right. He's probably at least as strong as he was in 2016. Uh, He's going to be running against Biden if Biden can finish out his term. Uh, You know, he'll be running against Biden. He's in amazing shape, better shape than anybody thought he would be in. We thought DeSantis would be challenging Trump a lot more at this Mm -hmm. point in time. That's not happening. He just seems to, he's the energizer bunny. He just keeps going and going and going and keep holding that huge base of support that he's got. So Fox News host uh, Steve Ducey. Steve Ducey. Yeah. He, uh, He suggested that Donald Trump may have been behind the leak of his own audio recordings. Like, because Trump is saying this exonerates him, that the audio proves that he didn't do anything wrong. So perhaps somebody in Trump's camp let the audio out. And that's entirely possible. We all know Trump does not play by the traditional political playbook and, in fact, usually turns it on his head and does the opposite. So um, a, a completely reasonable idea out there from Steve Ducey that Trump leaked this himself. Okay, so here's some more audio when he was in New Hampshire. He's talking about, if you're Catholic, how can you vote for Joe Biden? 
persecuting conservatives and people of religion, Catholics. How about Catholics? How would a Catholic ever vote for Joe Biden when there's actually an assault on Catholics? I mean, I don't know how many Catholics are. Who's a Catholic in this room? How would anybody as a Catholic, because specifically Catholics are targeted by the FBI and the DOJ, and then you're supposed to vote for Joe Biden. It doesn't make sense. So he mentioned the FBI and the DOJ and who he didn't mention that are being the Catholics being assaulted by are some of the uh, left liberals. You know, take, for instance, what happened that baseball game where they had those people dressed up like the nuns and the crucifixes. Yeah, there's certainly been this growing anti-Catholic sentimentism that's been that's been happening out there. And, 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 and Trump's trying to capitalize on that by shaming Catholics into voting not for Biden, but for him, which is going to be a tall tale. I mean, Catholics have traditionally been a pretty solid voting block for the Democratic Party. So for Trump to be able to pull those away mm-hmm. and get them to vote Republican is going to be tough. But shaming them to do it um, is as good a strategy as any. You think he's just trying to guilt people? I mean, I if, if you're pro-life, if you're Catholic and you're pro-life, how could you vote for Joe Biden? But, 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 but Catholics in general— have been voting for Democrats, which is obviously a pro-life party, for decades. And and they've been reliably in that camp. The vast majority of pro-lifers that vote for Republicans have been the evangelicals. Yeah. Trump uh, took this three-point lead over Biden. This is a hypothetical head-to-head matchup. And this is the first time in ever that, according to this morning consult poll, that Trump is ahead of Biden. And the poll says that, uh, well, Trump is at 44 and Biden is at 41 percent. I also think it's really interesting that Trump is trying to, you know, pit Catholics against the Democrat Party and saying that, well, how can you vote for if you're Catholic, how can you vote for Joe Biden because he's pro, you know, abortion and all these sorts of things. It's an interesting argument because you could have flipped it on Trump in 2016. We all know Trump is, you know, you know, the misogynistic statements that he's made. Somebody could have easily made the same argument against him saying, how could you as a woman vote for Donald Trump with all the things that he said about women and, 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 and misogynistic towards women? Well, and they did say things like that. I mean, people assumed if you're a woman, you're going to vote for Hillary. That, that was a big assumption back then. Huge assumption back then, yet there were large swaths of women that ended up voting for Donald Trump anyway. All right, let's get to this Marco Rubio story because this is crazy. He says that he's heard shocking firsthand accounts of UFOs from top Pentagon officials who claim the U.S. does own a non-human craft and is working on reverse engineering the technology. So UFOs are having a moment, right? <laughs> We've seen a continued release of information regarding this streaming out. And and by the way, why did they change the name from UFO to UAP, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena? I mean, it's UFO, right? Can we just keep it at UFO? Why do we have to change (laughs) it? Because the government loves their acronyms. (laughs) Okay, well, here's uh, Marco Rubio. He's speaking out about the UFO whistleblowers. We'll say there are people that have come forward to share information with our committee. Over the last couple of years, I would imagine some of them are potentially some of the same people that perhaps he's referring to. I want to be very protective of these people. A lot of these people came to us even before these protections were in the law for whistleblowers to come forward. Sorry, people who have had firsthand knowledge, who claim to have firsthand knowledge of seeing this type of thing. Or, or have firsthand knowledge or firsthand claims of certain things. Uh, some are public figures, you know, and, and you've heard from them in the past. Others, um, you know, have, have not shared publicly 
And so we're trying to gather as much of that information as we can. But I, and the reason why I'm being cautious, I'm not trying to be evasive, but I am trying to be protective of these people. Some of these people still work in the government. And frankly, a lot of them are very fearful, fearful of their jobs, fearful of their clearances, fearful of their career. And, and, and some, frankly, are, are fearful of harm coming to them. So that category of people who have firsthand knowledge, who say they have actually seen these kinds of things, do you find many of them credible? Well, I don't find them either not credible or credible because we have no basis. About, understand some of these claims are things that are beyond sort of the realm of what any of us has ever dealt with. What I think we owe them is just a mature, you know, understand listening and, and trying to put these all these pieces together and just sort of intake the information without any prejudgment or jumping to any conclusions in one direction or another i will say i find most of these people at some point or maybe even currently have held very high clearances and high positions within our government so you start at you do ask yourself like what incentive would so many people with that kind of um qualification these are serious people have to come forward and make something up he makes a good point they're serious people. Why would they make anything up? Whistleblowers are having a moment. You said UFOs are having yeah, a moment. Exactly. Whistleblowers, Whistleblowers are having are a moment. Having but a that's moment. always been my contention with UFOs over the last 50 years or, you know, since Roswell and that sort of thing is. How is it possible that so many people in government, which leaks like a sieve, mm -hmm. could keep such a big secret a secret for so long? Yeah, it's kind of incredible if you think about that, right? It's almost amazing as UFOs actually being pro proven to be true. And is that the government could keep quiet like that for that long? For so long. And would it really surprise you at this point if you, you know, saw something, if if every media organization was like, yeah, but here's the picture, I, you wouldn't be shocked at this point, would you? I, you know, know what? Yeah. After a three-year pandemic and crazy inflation, <laughs> I, I, it, 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 I, 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 I'm not going to say I'm a cynical old man yelling at clouds, <laughs> but uh, it, very little, is, I think, is going to shock me at this point. And maybe that's the government's plan. Maybe that's the plan that says, you know, these exist and, and eventually we're going to have to, you know, you know, come you know, come out with all this information. So let's kind of slowly drip it out over a long period of time, so that it's not such a shock to people. Right. that One day we're saying UFOs don't exist, and the next day there's one on the White House lawn. Right. So they're not giving everybody a heart attack. Well, you know, we we've been we've been slow walking this out for you. Yeah, Get for the last prep. seven eight years, and now in the last two years, there's been a lot more for it. So just. Get, get ready, everybody. But how about those scientists who think that they're really not aliens from another planet, but rather time travelers? Hey, Matt Bear is going to join us next. We're going to talk about zipper merges. This is something you need to know about. It's coming up next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. IBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. My name is Casey Daniels. Rob Kendall. Well, he's not here right now. Matt, did you hear? No, I didn't. What am I hearing? You didn't hear where Rob Kendall is this morning? No. Where is he? You know what? He's having a baby. <gasps> What? Yes. He texted me last night and said that uh, G's water broke. So he's MIA today. Oh, my. He doesn't. 
I'm speechless. This is like the happiest day of my life. This <laughs> is because so, I love Rob and I love his wife, and I'm so happy when they got pregnant. This is amazing news. I know it's incredible, right? It's like we're bringing in a new WIBC oh. family member. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, big prayers to them. I hope everything goes according to plan. God bless them. Yes. That's amazing. I know. That's what I said to him. I said, sending prayers to you and G and Olivia. They've already named her Olivia. That's a beautiful name too. Yes, Rob. Did not come up with that name. No, she did actually. Oh, yeah, sure. Of course, of course. Uh, if it was up to him, oh, who knows what we would have ended up with, right? Uh, Bruce. So you're Bruce. No, that's the dog, not oh, the child. Okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> All right, well, Matt, let's talk about what's going on. The transportation uh, director, or whatever, the Indiana Department of Transportation, came out and said that people need to get used to zipper merger. <laughs> Any yeah. idea what this is? Uh, zipper merge. It's Okay, I, I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden, I, I see a construction zone, you know, maybe 100 yards off, and everybody's moving into the right lane because the la- lane is closed. Now, wh- what I normally do, and what people normally do, and this is just habit, is just, you know, as soon as we see that construction zone, try to, like, merge into the other lane that's going to be open. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to get into that lane. Right. We're doing it wrong. Um, it's called the zipper merge. We're supposed to merge into the open lane like a zipper. You know, we all have them. You pull them up, forget to pull them down, whatever else. <laughs> and then you you just got, you take turns at the very top of the construction zone. Mm. You go, then I go, mm-hmm. then they go, then I go, mm-hmm. alternating lanes. Now, it's like, okay, with a zipper, if you just try to push it together, I mean, you're exposed, right? You know, yeah. you just, you try to push that zipper together. It doesn't mm-hmm. work like, but when you pull up the zipper, then everything just kind of merges in together, right. and then you have that nice little zipper line. So it's like <laughs> when you were, do you remember riding the school bus when you were younger? Oh, yeah. And you would take turns every other seat. That side goes, this side goes, that That's side goes, and you analogy. all get off the bus, you know, in a nice, evenly manner. But uh, so I was on Rockville Road the other day, and they've got clearly in Avon, they have a lot of construction. And I saw the sign and I thought, okay, well, I need to start merging over, right? So I sat there holding up everybody behind me until finally somebody let me in. And then I got in the right lane, exactly how you described it. And then the right lane didn't move, and everybody in the left lane zoomed past me. And I thought, well, I picked the wrong lane. Turns out I was doing it wrong the whole time. I should. <laughs> have gone all the way up to right. the cone in the sign and then waited to zipper on in. Well, the, the theory being, and you know, it's if even somebody like me who had to take physics like three times in college, it's it's if you have more road, mm-hmm. things are going to move quicker. Right. So the longer you use those two lanes, the better off you're going to be. It makes perfect sense. And I see how it cuts down on crashes too, because if you're just merging at one point, you know where to look and at what time. So what you're telling us is. That for all these years, when I've merged early and all the jerks going by me in the left lane have run up, they weren't the jerk. I was the jerk. I was the jerk. They were doing it right. That seems so counterintuitive. I'm going to have a very difficult time getting myself in a mindset to where it's okay to be the jerk. I can rush ahead in the left lane until I get to the zipper. Well, that's the problem, guys. I mean, we talk about this. We know what the right thing to do. How do we get everybody on the same page now? Well, that's a big problem (laughs) for the Department of 
of transportation, don't you think? Yeah. They need to get the word out that actually you're supposed to go all the way up, cruise by. They say that it actually will uh, end traffic delays. And when you do the wait, the merge thing like we're all used to doing, that's when you get rear-ended and more fender benders happen that way and crashes. And if you go straight up to the zipper, the merge point, that's what they call it. It's actually not the zipper. It's the merge point, Matt. That's when things will be better for everybody. Yeah, and that's, I mean, we're talking about safety. We're talking about speed. You get get both things you want out of it. I mean, you're... Exactly. And really, it's easier on you, too, so you don't even have to be considerate of other people. You're doing the best thing for yourself. (laughs) You don't even have to worry about somebody else's other feelings. You can just care about you, and that's it. Stop being polite. You you can cut people off now. You can give them the finger. You can run red lights. It's chaos. No, now, we've discussed this. Hammer and Nigel have pointed out, you don't give them the finger. You give them the thumbs down. Thumbs down. Right. Yeah, it's more shameful. It is more shameful, yes. <laughs> I kind of give them an eye, like, I'm right. disappointed today. Uh, so the Indiana Department of Transportation, they actually produced a video showing how this should be done. Because <laughs> yeah. like, we need an instructional video. It's just, just remarkable, isn't it? <laughs> just cruise on past. Yeah. Okay, something else that I wanted to talk with you about, because I've noticed you've been tweeting out a lot about it this morning, is the air quality. Chicago, the worst in the country right now. And of course, we're getting some of the effects from the uh, Canadian wildfires. One of the uh, graphics I saw earlier this morning uh, said that our air quality is second worst in the world, right behind Dubai. Oh, wow. And uh, listen, I know it's the internet, but it was a reliable source that put out the graphic. I mean, you think about Dubai, and it is it is so densely packed. And you think, how do we have air quality like a city like that? Mm. We're talking about, you know, we are so spread out, even though we feel so dense. I mean, a city like, you were just talking about millions of people on top of each other. How could our air be worse? Well, it is. It, it, it's just about his team today. And they're saying don't exercise outside today. No, no, no. How no. do you feel about that? Because you're a huge exercise buff. Do you normally exercise outside? Um, I do like to jog during the spring and summer. There are beautiful trails all over Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. It is a gorgeous city to walk and run in. Don't do it today. I am not a professional in any sense, <laughs> but, and I'm telling you not to do it today. Uh, it's it, the, the air is bad. It's bad for you. It's bad for me. It's for everybody you know. Just stay indoors if you can. Now, that's pretty rare. Normally, you don't hear a guy that's really into fitness and exercising say, stay at home. Yeah, yeah it Don't is. mow your lawn. Don't run. Just stay indoors. I, I will say this. There are really you know cool facilities you can go to and still get your exercise on indoors. I like to go to the Y. I'm not affiliated with them professionally, but I, I just love the YMCA. I love their message. So if you mm-hmm. want to go there, try them out. Yeah, you do some yoga, aren't you? You're doing a, I heard you talking about that the other day. You said it took 20 years off your life. It did. It, it, it made me feel... I feel like I have a new back without surgery. It's kind of crazy. Um, yoga for the middle age does add years to your life. And it was one of those things when I was a kid, I was so obtuse. I was like, oh, no, I'm a guy. I can't do yoga. I have to lift weights. And it's like, dude, that's so stupid. It's such a dumb mentality. But it's, it really has come around. I absolutely love it. And I'm not an athlete at all. WIBC's Traffic Beast, Matt Bear. Thank you so much for joining us. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.